0: Hey, welcome to another episode of Central Coast and Court. Happy Friday. We are super excited that it's Friday because that means it is a new podcast episode day. And also it means that a lot of people are probably getting ready to head out and go wine tasting this weekend on Saturday or Sunday. So we hope that you are checking out the podcast in hopes of finding somewhere new to visit this weekend. And if that is the case, um this week we interviewed Caitlyn Pianetta from Pianetta Winery, and their t- main tasting room is in downtown Paso right on 13th Street, super easy to find, very convenient. Um ironically, even though it's super easy to find, I had no idea that they had been there since 2006. Um, They are actually one of the original wine tasting rooms that went into downtown Paso. So they've been there for quite some time, still going strong. They also have a vineyard and winery location that is more to the north of Paso. But I would definitely start by going in to check out their tasting room downtown and see how you like the wines we had the opportunity to sit down with caitlin like i said in their uh, private tasting room um, reservation only vip type of experience if that's what you're looking for it was very cozy and intimate in there you could probably fit a group of about six would be perfect size Um, and we tasted through the flight of their wines all very delicious um very we started off with their jug wine their pink jug wine which just the marketing opportunities are are plentiful they're it's quite fun if you're looking for some kind of like a a novel maybe like party favor for like a bachelorette party or bridal shower definitely go to check out their pink jug wine um or even just like a girl's summer brunch you know as that comes up. Uh, they will also be rolling out refillable jugs, so if you're local, that could be a good investment for you. Um, but after we got through the through the jug wine, we enjoyed all the other wines that were on the flight. Um, I especially enjoyed the belancio which is a cab Syrah blend, a little bit more unusual. And Jamie really enjoyed the Syrah, um, the 100% Syrah. So... The other aspect that we really love of finding out about when we go to these various tasting rooms and wineries is, you know, people that are running a family business that really tugs our heartstrings. Is something that we like to see. Um, as you know, Jamie's spoken about it. She still works with her family, both her mom and her dad, in their hair salon. I grew up with two parents who ran their own business as well. So kind of seeing um, that dynamic and, and seeing that play out in the wine industry is really cool. So Caitlin works with her dad. He was the original winemaker, and then she took over a couple of years ago. But they still work very closely together, and um, you, you'll hear her talk about a little bit more about that in the episode. Well, we hope you guys have a great weekend and we will be back next week with another new episode. Uh, believe we'll be taking you to Eberly, So a very well-known winery in the area, but we hope that you'll get to hear something new about Eberly, even if you visited there before. In the meantime, enjoy this episode about Pianetta and we'll see you next week. Yeah,
1: so we do barrel tastings up there, we host events, we have um, the property available to rent out uh, for camping through Hip Cam, and then we have an
0: uh, Airstream that you can rent out through Airbnb. So oh. tent camping or like people bring tent campers? Tent,
1: RV, um, we don't have hookups, but we have three outdoor showers, yeah. um, two bathrooms. There you go. <laughs> great. Yeah, it's super fun. I'll be right back. So the flight that we have right now is all red, so I will go ahead and um, pour you some rosé to start. While we're Ooh, big. is it the yeah. jug? Rosé? Mm-hmm. Awesome. don't <laughs> to try that. So this is the pink jug, so different varietals in both the red and the pink, every vintage. This year it's uh, the seven or the eighteen. Excuse me, San Giovese pink jug. So it's nice things forward. Peaches and cream. What is going on? So cute. Mm. It's a really cute jug. Now, how much is in it? Like, is it bigger or is it?
0: No, it's a seven fifty.
1: Oh, so it's a standard bottle size. Genius marketing. Then. Mm-hmm. I want to have this at like a baby shower or mm-hmm. a
0: bridal shower. Like I think a bridal so shower cute. would be like perfect. I think I was expecting, so Sangiovese is like so food friendly typically. I think I was expecting a little bit higher acidity. But yeah. it's easy drinking.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Honestly, it's so cute. I don't even care what it tastes like.
0: <laughs> I think it's like the perfect bridal shower wine, mm-hmm. honestly.
1: Like a, or like a bachelorette party, and you can just bring a bottle for each person. Yeah. He's good. Now I'm kind of disappointed. All my friends are married.
0: Mm. So we love the jug wine yes. idea. It's, awesome. it's so cute. It's this really is like so perfect really for a bachelorette good. party. Is what oh, we were yeah. thinking? Well, um, uh, I'll show you guys. So
2: where is the winery and vineyard? Yes, yeah. like our vineyard is like right. And we're technically in Monterey County, so okay. our, it's, yeah. like, right here. <laughs> Which is so funny. Yeah. Um, but So it's at the very bottom of that top map. Okay. okay. But, uh, yeah, but we pull from all of the – these three counties. Mm-hmm. Um, and of this, I pull – let's see. I've done Geneseo, Pomar, I think, Estrella, San Miguel. I don't think I – have Maybe in Cruston, and maybe Templeton yeah, Gap. I can't think of them all now. It's like years. Are you? So are you the winemaker? I am now. Okay. Um, my dad started it. I was gonna say this one. Oh, is that wrong? Yeah. yeah. Yes. I was gonna <laughs> show you, it's with the um with the jugs. Yeah we we do custom labels with these, so we have a couple restaurants and stuff that oh. carry them. Okay. and then we do like wedding wine. cute so, how Yeah, so that's been fun. So this is just a little I grabbed these to show you guys. That's awesome. the ones that we cool Yeah. we've had a lot of fun with it. You yeah. know,
0: I've seen that in the past, but I never thought about like how do people do that. That's
2: actually like really good to
1: know because I keep threatening to have a wine for clients.
2: My hairdresser yeah. is saying yeah. the same thing. I know, but she, we wanted it because she does one for Christmas presents, or she did, not wine, but her salon once, They went and made beer, and they all had like bottles of beer together, yeah. which I thought was really a cute idea. And um, she goes, "We had so much fun." She goes, "The beer was crap, but like, <laughs> everyone <laughs> but <everybody> the <laughs> experience." Yeah, yeah. Um, So I, she just wants it smaller than this, and I'm like, "Okay, I'm working on it." But <laughs> it's hard.
1: Yeah, no, that's really, that's good to know. Um, Okay,
2: so we started doing cheese pairings with our wines about three years ago, I guess. Um, So I know she poured you guys the pink jugs. I'm going to start you with the jug. Okay. So I was trying to find one of our little promotional cards for this. Um, It just kind of tells the story, but since I'm here, I'll tell you the story. Uh, So this was actually kind of my first project of my own doing, um, But we used to have, so on that wall, we have all of our old labels, Mm -hmm. which are paper. And so when we first got started, we had no idea what we were doing. So like each variety had a different color associated with it. So it's like a different color foil, a different label, different all this stuff. Well, that becomes really problematic when you start trying to make more varieties because you run out of colors. And um, it's hard to keep them straight. Yeah. And then it becomes costly because you have different color foils for every bottle and minimum orders when you're doing custom colors and it was just a pain. So um, we ended up going to a screen print, which uh, just standardized the pra- like the, the label a little bit. Um, we went to three different bottle types. And yeah, so it made it a little more simple, but the first company we went with shorted us bottles. So we had, when we were bottling, it was like, Friday morning, 8 o'clock, they come and tell me, oh, by the way, you're going to be shorted 30 cases of this, 20 cases of that. I know. So I flipped out. Because, I mean, we have the wine in the tank. You're Yeah, packed. you have to go. Yeah. Well, and at the time, I had to tell my dad, which was really the bigger concern. And so um, we had all this leftover wine, and we just put it in together in a blend, and we made about 100 bottles. I found these other, the first ones we had were as a screw cap, and we served them at our barbecue in fall and sold out in one day it was just crazy (laughs) we didn't even have any intention of selling them Mm -hmm. we were just gonna pour them but people wanted them and so that's how this was born
1: well and it's so cute and like kind of nostalgic and
0: like and i think kind of like novel yeah Uh, people are you know like
2: well it's it's different and it it was kind of a joke back when I was in college. My friend, when we were getting close to graduating, one of my friends that I went to school with was like, "Oh my God, Caitlin, you should bring back the jug line, you know? Because when we were kids, we saw our parents drinking yeah. that stuff yeah. growing up." And he goes, "But you need to make it good." And I was like, right? I'll give it a try. Yeah. So yeah, so um, every year the blend changes. Okay. Um, and this one is the first year that we had a blending party with our club members, so they put this blend together. That's how fun! Yeah. Awesome. So.
0: How does that work? Because I am like I imagine. You know I don't know how
2: many club members you had involved, but there could be a little bit of like too many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> so we split it up. This was the first time we did it, and I, it turned out really well. So we. Um, I can't remember what the cap was, I think maybe 40 people, I think we had 35, but we split it up into five groups Mm -hmm. and um, each group got a bot. like I think we had five or six varieties that they were able to taste and then create a blend. So they get the bottles, they get um, raised cylinders, Mm -hmm. we give like a little 20 minute overview on Ten how minutes. I mean, I'm yeah. Like, yeah, it's not really that long, but yeah, just like tips on which wines pair well together, mm-hmm. um, how like the body is on each wine. I think we tasted each wine uh, with them and commented on it as we went, and then kind of just turned them loose and oh, fine. We gave them an hour and a half, and then they all presented their best blend, and then the judges tasted them like blind, I believe, mm-hmm. and. Every, very cool the judge rated them and the best wine one, won. one. Mm-hmm. yeah and what what is the price for a jug of wine um this we retail for 26 okay and uh, our club members get 20% off it but it doesn't go out in the club shipments but this year we are working on launching a jug club so we will be free. <laughs> <That's> yeah <awesome. laughs> i know the marketing <laughs> opportunities are I just enormous <laughs> yeah. but um, that we're gonna create a refillable jug yeah that's, awesome. that's really
1: awesome that is yeah.
2: so, so I don't know she... the details yet oh I'm sorry so you're yeah. gonna start with this cheese this cheese yeah with the what is that rosemary rind this is a new cheese so we just read it our tasting last
0: where do you guys get your cheeses from
2: Um, we get these from a company called cured and cultivated hmm. they don't have a retail outlet but they import all the same cheeses so they do plates specific for events and tasting rooms and things like that so
0: Mm. and do they pair it for you or do you pair them we
2: work together okay yeah that's like the best part of the job (laughs) we have to have them come in here and taste with us
0: that's really good cheese yeah
2: yeah so this one is what copra Romero I believe this is aged goat cheese but it's really delicate yes mellow Mm -hmm. I know that cheese. Cheese pairing is one of the best parts of the job.
0: So, was this a family business? How did you get yeah, into winemaking?
2: Um, well, that was an accident. But uh, <laughs> everything in my life has been accidental. <laughs> um, so, my my dad's family farmed up in the Bay Area since like the '30s, the '20s and '30s, and then um, he ended up being a pilot. Uh, so they kind of shut the family farm down. This. Yeah, late 70s early 80s um so he was drafted in Vietnam and then f- had a flying career but he kind of wanted to get back into farming. um obviously the bay area was cost prohibitive and just mm-hmm. there's no farming up there, right the... like there's not a lot of yeah. open land <laughs> <laughs> I guess over in Livermore but that's um so we had a vineyard over in Lodi for a little while um so I think he knew that he wanted to do something that was a permanent crop because everything we did up in the bay area was produce um so he was looking at kind of the valley area and then over here um i don't know what other areas he looked at but he kind of fell in love with paso and we started our place in 95 planted our grapes in 97 and then um got talked into starting a winery in 2002 (laughs) and and here we are. Um, so we've been making the wine since two then opened the tasting room in 2006. And here we are. Very cool. Yeah.
0: I didn't realize you guys had been here since me 2006. Either.
2: Most people, yeah, it's we still get people all the time who are local who have no idea that we were down here. And mm-hmm. I, I someone just told me that er, earlier this year, well, actually it was last year. I still think it's 2019, mm-hmm. but um, we are the oldest tasting room in downtown. Which I had no idea.
0: Yeah. That's because cool. two
2: thousand and six was still like yesterday to me. So <laughs> <laughs> like, really? I have a hard yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> I have a hard time with that. So then this is the Sangiovese. So when we first got started, the first wines that we did were just our our vineyards. So mm-hmm. we were trying to keep everything estate. state. Um, but you know, it, when you're first starting out, you just kind of get a good idea. Someone else has some grapes that you're friends with. And, oh, hey, try this out. So yeah. that's how this started was Sangiovese. Mm-hmm. Um, one of our neighbors and um, our vine- our uh, old vineyard manager had Sangiovese. So that is what this is. Main ingredient of Chianti. Mm-hmm. Um, this per- particular Sangiovese, the 17, came from Santa Barbara area. So this came from the White Hawk Vineyard down in... Mm-hmm. Los Alamos. Um, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of fun. This is kind of my go to in the summertime. I still eat it with steak. <laughs> <laughs> we
1: had San Giovese last night. Last night. With lasagna.
2: Yeah, this is actually, I, th- I think this one is my favorite cheese, the tome. I think it's, well, it's, it's really, really nice down. with the wine. Yeah. 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 So, it's a really good pairing. Oh, this um, I had a pouring up at the winery last night and it was funny because someone was like, why is it that cheese goes great with wine? I'm like, well, you don't want to really know the answer. But I go, it's like the fat mm-hmm. coats your tongue. But Sangiovese um, and other you know, Italian varietals, some Spanish varietals, it's very acidic. And mm-hmm. so it's meant to be enjoyed with food. So it's also a good excuse to just always have cheese on hand. Yeah. That's what I look at it as. Plus, you know, you can't go wrong with cheese, honestly. No. (laughs) So what would
0: you say is, like, your focus with Pianetta? Like, is it, like, you know, some people are focused on Italian varietals or Spanish varietals or the farming aspect. Yeah,
2: I would say, um, like I said, we didn't know where we were going with it when we first got started. But I think the theme that we have, everything, um, we started out as 100% varietals. Mm-hmm. And I think what we really wanted to do is just present the vineyard, um, the differences in the, the, the locations, the differences in the varieties. Um, so I, and I think we're also a very fruit driven wine. So I think we're kind of just the best way I can describe it is we're farmers who make wine. Yeah. So we're just trying to not manipulate the grape give it its best little aging vessel and mm-hmm. present it. Um, so we're, it's not a lot of fancy winemaking tea, tea, uh, techniques. I wouldn't say stylistically, we're like a French style or an Italian style yeah. or Spanish, but um, it's I would call it just more California style and, and vineyard-driven, vineyard fruit-driven.
0: I like it. Yeah,
2: absolutely. Okay.
0: What's your favorite
2: wine to make? Um, well, there's my favorite wine... And then there's the easiest ones to <laughs> I guess that's the best way to put it. Um, I do like Syrah. Um, it's one of the earlier grapes that we bring in. Typically, uh, there's always different things. Um, yeah. It's just an easy grape to work with. And it, it's one of my favorite varieties in mm-hmm. general. Um, and I love blending with it, too. So it's just a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, Petit Syrah is... Pretty simple, to for me. It's it's clean. Oh, it's it's very dark in color, I should say. But as far as like the processing of it, it's a very big berry. Okay. Um, and it so it doesn't, you know, you don't have a lot of like messy problems because of a small berry or thin skin mm-hmm. or things like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, that one's a pretty good one. Cabernet might be one of my least fun grapes, <laughs> just because it is. Everyone loves cab, and the majority of our vineyard is, is planted to cab. And I love Cabernet as much as the next person. But it is so tiny. It's not a very attractive plant. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. anyone, it's, it's like very dark green. Mm-hmm. It really looks like when it's like full under stress during harvest, it's like it looks like a little like out of Dr. Seuss. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like it's like, it's oh, like a dying. weird plant. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And the berries are really tough and they're very small. Mm-hmm. And so it, you know, you press, you have to press it um, just to get a little bit of juice out of it. And it, once it's done, it's done. It's just I mean, interesting. I didn't know that yeah, about it. Yeah. It's yeah. It's it's not It's a fickle beast. Well, it I wouldn't say it's. <laughs> it's just it takes a lot to make cab. Like a lot of grapes. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's easy once you get it in. I'm mean, not easy, but it's it's a good grape to work with. But it just takes so much of it, and it's yeah. just not an attractive grape, in my opinion. So, Interesting. yeah. So this is the, the speak of the devil, Syrah. <laughs> um, we used to have Syrah planted on our vineyard, um, and so we just we had to rip it out. I think four years ago, mm-hmm. three years ago. 2016, yeah. I like that a lot. So this is actually a Paso Robles vineyard. This is the first vineyard that we have pulled Syrah off of that is not our own, Um, but I'm really happy with it. Uh, It is a little different than what we were getting off of our estate vineyard, but I do like it. It's a little more plummy, but very earthy still, like tobacco, very rich. This one is fun to do cheese parings with, too. Mm. Fun to do blends with. Um but yeah, so this one comes from that Geneseo area along 46.
1: Okay. okay.
2: If you're familiar with where Hunter ranch is, mm-hmm. it's kind of behind that, like south of Hunter Ranch. So we were just at Everly, and they had a mill Road vineyard. Oh, really? Something.
0: Yeah, I don't know okay. what it was. Okay,
2: yeah. Okay, so Mill Road is what you turn on to go to Vina Robles. Okay. And so this vineyard is like way down that road. Oh. Yeah. Which is, yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah, I was going to say another least favorite wine to make. Um, actually, Cab, the press is at least clean. It's just you don't get much juice. Mm-hmm. Barbera is <laughs> a pain. It is so acidic that when you press it, it just turns to mush. Oh. And so, if there's any um, leakage or anything where when it's under pressure, you will get hit, and it happens every year. Someone's like nailed with the sludge, oh of my. The Barbera, and it's so funny. It's the funniest thing to watch, but it is so messy.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Well, yeah, why like doing the press in general. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Okay, before we go on to the Balancio, I'm gonna grab our um uh reserve Syrah so you can compare. Cool. So it's kind of a fun comparison. Well this right one's at. delicious. Yeah. It's really good. I love I love that one. Um so Syrah being my favorite wine. Uh so 2016 was actually my dad was still okay. So, 17 was kind of the first vintage that I kind of made all the wine myself. 16, I did a little more creative things, but my dad was still okay at that time. So, a lot more butting of heads. But in, <laughs> <laughs> in 2017, um, he got valley fever and so got really sick. And, you know, he was like, just cancel harvest. Don't pick oh, anything. And da, da, da. I was like, no, we can do this. So, um I went ahead and did it, and it was just one of the... Every year it comes around, and you have no idea how you got through it. Mm-hmm. And I think about that all the time, because I was like, one day at a time, it's going to be okay. Um, he's much better now, but it was really probably the only way he would have let go. It well, could be he must
1: love this wine, because nice. it's delicious.
2: Yeah, so this one, um, we don't always do. And so everyone always is wondering, like, oh, when someone else is making wine, is it going to change a lot? And I... I would say I made, my experience was working with my dad and not necessarily, uh, I mean, I went to school, I've taken classes and whatnot. Winemaking was not my forte, but, um, or in school anyways. So I've learned a lot from him and and working with him, but we don't do a reserve product every year. Uh, We only do it and we have like outstanding barrels. So um, we had these two barrels. One of these is a brand new Hungarian oak. One of these is a brand new French oak. And I've just found that like Hungarian oak and Syrah just to me uh, work really well together. Um, so that's how that came about. So we don't. We've done a Reserve Cab, a Reserve Syrah, and we did a Petite Syrah Cab blend that kind of became a reserved product too. But we don't do them every single year. Yeah, well, it is delicious. Yeah, I'm glad you like it. Very good, definitely one of my faves.
0: So how many days a week are
2: you guys open here in this tasting We're room? open seven days a week here at the tasting room. Okay, um, good to know. We've been doing that for a long time and every, t- every time it gets slow, we always think, I'm like, oh, maybe we should go down or do this or do that, but We still still stay open. But, you know, even if we're not busy, there's plenty of book work and everything. My office is here, and, you know, we have our wine club and everything as well. So we stay pretty busy.
0: Yeah. So speaking of the wine club, I'm looking at it right now. Well, I'm so (laughs) glad you (laughs) asked. For (laughs) both of them, $25 a bottle. Yeah what that yes yeah that it's is quite the steal yeah I know. <laughs>
2: she's like what it's Excuse too good me. to be true it really is <laughs> that's right yeah it's wow. um so when we created this club we've only raised our prices once i mean, we're probably looking at doing it again i'm not sure when it's going to happen so it's kind of a good thing to get in now mm-hmm. um but get grandfathered in yeah <laughs> when we first started this wine club Back in what 2004 mm-hmm. I guess is when we first started selling wine. I just looked at all the different models and i used myself and at the time I was you know young just graduated college you're like if I was the average consumer I would like to know what kind of amount is hitting my wallet yeah. every month for real. Or every other month or every quarter. Some people I do understand that's not like an issue mm-hmm. but but for most people. For yeah. My, for, <laughs> I would hope. For most The people majority of us. It matters. Yeah. So, um, you know, and talking to different people, that's like the one big concern that they have is, I don't know what I'm going to get charged. The two big ones is, I don't know what I'm going to get charged. It could be anywhere between, you know, $120 and $250. I'm like, that's a big, big swing. It is. Swing. Yeah. Um, and then the other complaint is that they would get things that wineries are trying to get rid of as opposed mm-hmm. to like their good stuff. So. Yeah. Um, with ours, we want to make sure that they get every single wine we produce. Um, typically, at least once, uh, and then our most popular wines um, twice. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, i need that one back. That no,
1: that's awesome. I nice. really appreciated like since we've been doing this, I've noticed that more and more places are starting to put like an average cost of this, not or to like seed, yeah, non-soaked mm-hmm. is a really
0: and key. like I think that's really cool. I really like that the club benefits include getting a free glass of wine every month because you guys are in the perfect location. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, we like I like that and it's it, I do understand that some people can't do that if they live far away. Um but
0: but the other benefits. But know, they do come
2: cool. into town once a year and yeah. when they do then they get they get to try everything. <laughs> The glass of wine obviously targets a lot of the club members or the local members mm-hmm. but that's what we're also hoping to do with the jet too yeah. like the refillable yeah yeah I mean it's you know you're really like who's your best customer you are and you're just like I would like to go have a glass of wine that mm-hmm. I don't have to pay for especially yes. when you go places now and it's you know 16 17 20 dollars yeah for right. a glass of wine for sure yeah. um but yeah no it's and we're we try to make Members just kind of feel like family, so we like them to stop by and just hang out, and and it's great to even pick their brains about everything else too. So um, this is the Balancio. So this is like the, the, um, the first blend we ever started doing. So it originally was our estate blend, so it was the Cabernet and the Syrah, and it's Balancio means balance in Italian, and it's just these two completely opposite flavors. So uh, very fruit forward Cabernet. Um, very earthy Syrah. Just two opposite flavors coming together.
0: It's delicious. Yeah. yeah you, you know, tell. I really like the Syrah, but honestly, I think I like... This it's, is my favorite so far. Yeah.
2: This is hard because it has elements of that Syrah in it, but it's... um
0: this the one that sold out? No,
1: Barbera yeah. sold out.
2: Barbera sold out. Yeah. This one, I I don't know. Like I'm trying to decide... Oh, oh. <laughs> Which one would you... Eat with which one would you just have as a cocktail wine?
0: I think I would just drink this on its own, and mm-hmm. I would eat with Syrah. Mm-hmm. Is my I think I would drink
1: both of them on their own or with food. <laughs>
2: I, just, I would I don't like like discriminate. This great <laughs> with the
0: cheese, mm-hmm. but I I think that like it does fine on its own. Like I almost feel like the cheese like I got more cheese than I did wine, mm-hmm. and I wanted to just
2: drink the wine itself for me. Okay, yeah, I, like it
1: all. I like the cheese, I like the wine, I like them together, <laughs> I like them separate. I like it's, separate. <laughs> it's a win win, <laughs> it's delicious, all Yeah, okay, so, so this is hard.
2: the Petit Syrah. Um, this is a 17 petite, this is a little lighter than our normal Petit Syrah. Um, it's only 13.2, I think, on the alcohol. And was that just due to like the oh, year and the weather? Yeah, um, it. Was ju- it? We left it on there for a while, and I the year was a very odd sugar year. Um, I was getting very odd readings, like drops in. and typically, you know, when you're doing bricks, like just like you, you pick your grapes, like it's a steady increase. I mean, you have yeah. you may have like blips here and there with like the time that you mm-hmm. do it, or morning versus evening, or whatever. But, um, I go out in the mornings and I go out the same time. and. I was getting drops as much as like two bricks, which is completely weird. And um, but I got some consistent readings, and when we picked, and this is one of those other things where you can't put it back on the vine (laughs) once you pick it off the vine. So we gotta do this. You are stuck with it. But um, it's the fruit was ripe. It's not that it wasn't ripe. It just the sugar wasn't. Really, where we wanted it, the pH was fine. Everything else was good. Um, so there's delicate flavors there, mm-hmm. but typically we have a more uh, robust patisserie. I kind of
1: like that it's so light, though. Yeah.
2: That being said, we did get them. Um, one of my employees was just up at the Bonnie was up at San Francisco Chronicle pouring, and this one got a gold medal. So yeah, um,
1: I, I like that about it, that it's not quite. Yeah, a,
2: sometimes it's like whoa. Yeah, it's well, and that's that's the thing. I mean, to me, it's it's just like a Zinfandel where sometimes they can be just way over the top. Um, so I tend to like my Zins much more delicate, much lighter, um, petite sirah. I kind of like the middle ground. Um, I don't like a heavy petite because then they can get really tannic. So these, like we were talking about, like they're very big grapes. The skins, like as opposed to Barbera, which is a big grape with a very thin skin, mm-hmm. this one has like a somewhat thick skin. So when you press it, you're going to release a little more tannin. Um, so we don't press this one as hard as some people I think do. So we don't like as much tannin in this one, and especially with a lighter wine, I don't like a lot of yeah. a lot of tannin to it.
1: Well, everyone has been delicious. Mm
2: -hmm. So this is um, our Tuscanites. This is the other blend that we do. Um, And since I don't have the cab on the list, this is 75% cab, 20, or actually this one might be a little different. This one is 65% cab, 30% Sangiovese, and what, 5% Patizra. We are sitting in a little little VIP slash reserve room that That we put in. It's beautiful. It's so cute. And it's kind of fun for, you know, larger groups or if you're, you know, waiting for a table, as we talked about. It's a little harder to get into, you know, dinner at McClintock's and Paso these days. So um, (laughs) you can always come uh, with your group and hang out here.
1: What are Um, your hours?
2: We are open mm, Sunday through Thursday. 12 to 6 and then Friday Saturday at 11 to 7.
1: Oh wow, that's yeah, nice. Yeah,
2: next time you guys can just come have dinner in Paso and come have a glass of wine here. Yeah. 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 So will. we do glasses of wine and cheese and charcuterie plates too. Awesome.
0: And as far as distribution, like is this the only place to buy your wines? Do you guys are you in any restaurants or local grocery stores? We
2: have some limited distribution here in the Central Coast, so um, we have a couple restaurants here in town that carry us. Um, there are uh, a few stores down in San Luis Obispo, uh, Cambria, um, and oh, Monterey. Uh, Ferman Fermentations carries our wine. And, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. Cool. I'm working on it. Awesome. Still working on it, but, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Great. Well, thank you
1: so much. Thank you for listening to this episode of Central Coast Uncorked. We hope that you enjoyed hearing
0: the tasting experience from our point of view. If you did enjoy the episode, please rate, review, subscribe on your podcast platform, and maybe even share it with a friend. Connect with us on social media because we will be posting places that we're headed and that we're recording at, so you'll get some inside tips that we don't release in the podcast, and you can also let us know where you think we should go.
1: We'll see you guys next week for another new episode. Bye. Bye.